I was chatting with unnamed person <laughs> about this last night. We should come with a disclaimer. Yes. Like for who's the unnamed person? Why would you unname him? Because you hit recording, and that's the joke. Uh, but don't we get to? Oh, it is the joke. You're right. Yep. But I was like, don't we get to shout out one of our two fans? What was he saying about how cool we are? Oh no, just should come with a disclaimer <laughs> of oh, please don't keep up. It's not healthy. Oh. It yeah. Won't yeah. End. oh yeah that's true Don't... that's true but i mean if we have like a drinking game well yeah but it's a disclaimer not a rule okay oh yeah it's like we're releasing ourselves from liability hey. if you if you do it it's not my fucking problem yeah this especially is gonna that, go badly that, especially now that we're starting to share rules with people so mm-hmm. Ooh, disclaimer on the podcast don't make a drinking game that when we take a sip you take a sip it's not gonna go well no if it does Maybe talk to someone. At least half of us are Irish. So. And, at, and at least when you go to your <laughs> doctor, when you when you go to your doctor, divide the amount of drinks you have per week by four, and they'll still be concerned, but less so. I feel attacked. I, I mean, that's 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 every t- that's that's my annual checkup. I just divide by four, and they're still like, you should probably cut back on your drinking. And I'm like, oh, you're you like, but I can summer, do, you sweet but I can do cardio. Yeah, but I can do cardio. Yeah. I can run for like 13 miles. You can run for 26.2 miles without even trying. I mean, you throw I mean, up a lot, but I you mean, still do it. Trying. That's a lot what? of trying. Yeah, 26.2 is a lot of trying. Yeah, but I mean, like, so you throw up a couple I... times. That's terrifying. Well, There's no throwing up. It's just like I, I thought can't... you threw up on the one that you did in Eugene because you like oh, didn't well, that's prepare for I it. Didn't train for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you can just, but also the fact that you can still bust out a marathon. People who train still throw up. Yeah. True. Do you know what yeah, would happen fair. to me yeah. in the first point two of that? I would lay down. You know, like <laughs> that one. It would I'm just with be like, yeah. Cannot. I'd be like, well, I'm done now. <laughs> um, do I get a shirt still? <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of your entrance fee. Great part. Yeah. All right. <laughs> get the get the shirt and the free drinks at the end. I'm fucking good. Oh, and the best part of the Eugene Marathon is there's a uh, the community college has a massage program, so you could just duck out at the very beginning, wander over, and have a massage therapy student just give you a give you a massage. And the best part is you <laughs> ducked out early, so there's no line. No one's beating you there. Oh, okay. you do half a marathon and get a massage. I can no, sign you, up. No, that. no, you do the starting gun and then you just hop I the fence and go early. get a massage. Oh, oh, like no marathon. Like really, just yeah. go get a massage. Like you paid your That's entrance. That's not fee. early. <laughs> the entrance fee is a cheaper than the massage would be at a massage, like at a massage therapist. So like. Just just pay the entrance fee. You get a t-shirt and a massage. <laughs> we should that, have an episode folks, on that's gaming finances the system. with David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's a great segue into the topic of our episode, which is where does all the money go? <laughs> Ooh. And which risks are smart and which risks are stupid? Oh, okay. I mean, oh. Uh, so, so I know nothing about this because I am bad at math. Obviously, and I don't, <laughs> and I don't own a business. I you're like the... advising, you're advising people to join a marathon to get a free <laughs> massage. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he cares. Oh, we're so he surprised. <laughs> so, as as the one person in this group that doesn't own their own business, um, <laughs> tenuous grasp at best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am deciding to start my own business. Um, I have, let's say, $100,000 in capital. Wait, are we going? Uh, aren't we recording? You're the one recording. Yeah, but we have to, like, introduce each other and shit. Oh, like, what oh, do you guys yeah. do? Okay, fair, Like, yeah. this is not our first fucking time. <laughs> All right, so this is Ben. Ben Smart, <laughs> he knows things. This is Kristen. Kristen's smart, she knows things. We're all drinking alcohol. All right. Lame. So, <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, the person to my right is uh, Ben Ben Howarth. He uh, has some degrees. He knows some things. He has uh, can spell business if you ask him to. Um, yes, uh, that's a stretch. Yeah. Okay. Go he on. will have yeah. to say busyness to say to actually <laughs> do it, but he can. But he can indeed spell it. Uh, and then, uh, fun fact about Ben is uh, he once got into an argument with a uh, person acting like a statue and after four hours after arguing with it realized it was a real statue <laughs> hey we weren't gonna talk about that again shots fired yeah oh hey everyone uh i'm ben and the person to my left i don't know how zoom works but to my left is Kristen, 
an incredible professional with a bunch of businesses and a bunch of experience. Uh, a fun fact about Kristen is she once ran 25 miles without signing up for a marathon. <laughs> she just made that personal choice, and I find that impressive. Uh, I mean, anyone who's ever met me ever would know that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's Running point. is stupid. It's bad for your health. Don't yeah, do it. Seriously. 10 out of 10 doctors do not recommend. <laughs> the human person to my left um, is David. He has a lot of years in leadership in variety of industries. Is the military an industry? It is, right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's oh, big you business. the military industry. Like, I big feel like business. we're always called okay. that, yeah. The industrial War mongers. Um, uh, as, so... as, uh, as I learned it, I was a manager of violence, is what I was called. Oh, my I God, I leadership. love it. Yeah, when I was put into leadership, <gasps> they said, you are a manager of violence. Is that? That's literally my dream title. Ask anyone who's ever worked for me before, <laughs> how many times, how many times have I threatened to punch them in the throat, the ear, the eye, the nose? or stab them in the face. Ask them, they'll tell you. Manager of violence. Oh my God, I didn't know that was a job title you could have. Okay. Anyway, so, um, but he's also like a good leader and stuff and um, has a degree in psychology. And fun fact about David is that he's double jointed in 86% of his joints, but not the important ones. Also, um, this oh. just in, Ben. <laughs> I, I think I have I think I have a real fun fact about you that I am curious about. Oh. <gasps> Ooh, have, hot have, have you calculated how many infants you would need to kill to make a laser? Oh. Benjamin Bartholomew. All right. We are entering upon my superpower. If estimation. I Okay, that doesn't explain anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So there are a lot of discussions that happen in the scientific community. And when, when you are an undergraduate physics major, you find out that you learn a lot of estimations about the world, like volumes and weights and, you know, kilograms, masses, impulses, that kind of shit. And that makes you really good at estimating, like, so a laser is... A laser is light bounced between two reflective surfaces such that it makes constructive interference in a direction. If you put a medium such as CO2, a CO2 laser, uh, cool, you have made a different wavelength of light. If you use infant blood and are sacrificing to our great Lord Satan, you have to determine how big of an infant <laughs> blood laser you need. And that's, Wait, is, is that's all I have to the, say about that. Is infant blood the medium, or are you, like, condensing it down to be the lenses? No, it's the medium. Okay. The lenses oh, so are, it's no, the You CO2. buy the lenses from McMaster Car. Okay. It's fine. Okay, so uh, infant blood is the CO2. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, uh... I do, I love so much that we have, like, now we have, like, secret resources that are, like, ratting on <laughs> Ben. Like, this is so yeah. great. Um... I felt like I needed to explain myself and how I was yeah. pressed into a situation of being the department estimator and being asked about a given resource. But like, do you, God, you said so many big words though. Lasers? <laughs> yeah, thanks, you fuckstick. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly meant the word lasers. Oh, we didn't even say what we were drinking. We're so Have bad we at started? This. We introduced, yeah. but we haven't even said the episode. How so much of this is going to get cut? No, it's never going to get cut. That's the whole oh. fucking point. Lean into the shit show, Ben. That's fair. Um, no, we talked about. We said it's going to be. Where's the? Where does all the money go? And then somehow we mm -hmm. derailed. Uh, we ended up talking about marathons and infant blood, but <laughs> that's not going to be the episode title. Oh like, no, we, God we, no! Kids and cannons. Christ. Kids and cannons was pushing it. Like that's as that far was, as we'll go. That was strong. Um, okay. So where does all the money go <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, as a small business owner? What, like, how do you know, how do you know if you're spending money on the right stuff or the dumb stuff? Ooh. What are I the calculations? Like that... Do you have like spreadsheets for that? Cause like, I just fucking wing it, <laughs> man. That is a loaded question. I feel like we've discussed this many times, but I feel like, I feel like we got to start with as a small business Money is incoming and money is outgoing. Yes. Good and job. there is a good bubble. job, Benny. <laughs> there, is, there is you in the middle, but it's not quite that clear because money can come in that is both already allocated. Money can come in that is 
pure profit. Money can come in from a source that is six weeks after you charged for it. So it doesn't come in on a clear time scale anymore. So you have a black box that is a business and you got to figure out, you got you to gotta make some rules for this black box of money coming in and money going out. Is it like uh, a magician's box? So like you can't yes, see what's in there? 100%. So like, it, it's like the swords and you're like, ah, I hope I got it. <laughs> <clears throat> Your <Oops>. job is <laughs> to be a critic. Figure out how the magician works his black box. Okay. Oh, like the, I like the it. Pen and I like show. it. I'm a yeah. skeptic. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, also, since you're back, David, uh, what are we drinking? Ooh, uh, I am drinking a uh, the last of a bottle of a... Where the fuck did Ben go? How did he disappear? Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the last <laughs> Please of Please mute uh... if you go pee. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he has to grab alcohol, I think is where we're oh, at. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm drinking the last of a bottle of a Syrah. And then I'll see where the evening takes me after this one, because uh, this is uh, I'm I'm at the end. So okay, hello. I'm I'm finishing off. By the way, in case no one's <laughs> deduced this yet, uh, we we record two episodes at a time. So this is the drunker one. Okay. Um, in case no one's figured that out yet, because we're like ten minutes in. Um, <clears throat> Laville for I dude, I can do Spanish. I Leviathan. Laville, Laville, Ferme, it, the, the, it's the cock and chicken one. The cock and, and chicken. Cock and chicken. Okay, Ben, go. What was I even talking about? What I, are you drinking? Oh, black drinking. oh, yeah, drinking. I went and got a Sticky Hands from Block 15 Brewery. Is that a it's an fruit IPA. cup, Sticky Hands? It's a fruit cup. It is. A, it is indeed. They released a oh, new one. Phenomenal. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Ooh, it's phenomenal? Do you say phenomenal? I think you say phenomenal. He does. Is that a, is that? I, is, do I do it enough to be, be an ism? I'm okay with it being an ism. Do we find out today? <gasps> oh my God, you I'm know gonna... what we should do? Is marathon, like once we have like 20 episodes, we'll like marathon, listen to them. We should have like a viewing party and then we have to like make the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that wasn't interesting to you. Anyway. That's great. Mm. No, sorry, I was I was finishing the Marshall Foch and starting on my fruit cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a black box. Oh, God, uh, yeah, I forgot. Black about box, box of revenue and business, and you have incomes and you have outcomes, and the middle of that is remarkably complicated and simple, as I will <laughs> as I will describe it. Oh, are you going to screen share? You look like you're getting ready to screen share. No, I'm I'm just very intense on this subject. And... Oh, okay. I thought we were getting another, like, business canvas model, but okay. No. You ever just, like, click your mouse in different parts of your screen? Yeah. Because it's well, satisfying. So, Ben, question. Uh, yeah. Can you pull up a Paint, Microsoft Paint, and then draw Ooh, us this process? I could. Is that, I feel like... <laughs> he fucking muted himself? <laughs> he muted himself. <laughs> He's like, the world is not ready for the squares I'm about to <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it can get. We should just quit now. This is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> We're done. No more podcast. <laughs> Ben's not laughing as hard as we are. Do you think we hurt his feelings? No, I'm trying to focus, but you guys are making it hard. <laughs> Fucking muted himself. Who? Okay. So right. but you're going to have to describe what you're doing for the people that are just listening on like Spotify yeah. or Apple or whatever. Okay. All right. So I'm drawing a box that is wonderful because I'm using my computer mouse. It's beautiful. You have green money line coming Ooh. in mm -hmm. and red money line mm, coming Because red out. means bad. Red is bad. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In the black is uh, the line you want to be. In the red means you're losing money, et cetera, <gasps> Oh, et cetera. that's so smart. Uh, I'm smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Heckin' big smart. <laughs> God damn it. So you've got a business, and your business is a black box. And the reason it's a black box is because it is different from every other business. It, there is a style, there is a genre, but if you own a unicorn saddle company, that is different from a slapping tables company. And the ways you make money, the ways you spend money, are different. But at the end of the day, every business has revenue coming in and has costs going out. And the balance of those two and understanding the allocation of funds is what's going to give you a relatively clear picture of your business. And that's where we're at with this uh, with this Microsoft Paint drawing. 
so like so uh, sorry go ahead um what goes in the black box though a lot of it is going to be your costs so if you're a bar you're talking about the liquor you sell if a bottle of alcohol is $20 to you, you sell it at $7 a shot, you make in revenue $80, you make in profit $45, whatever that looks like, the description of your product is what's going to be in that black box. If you're a house painting company, that is entirely different. You're not buying vodka, I hope, if you are a house painting company. So, uh, Well, so what, that's how you what... put kids in cannons, so... <laughs> Yeah, no one's gonna no one's gonna pull the trigger on that. Uh, so in this case, um, what I do is I go to people that accidentally had kittens. I take those kittens and then I run them around the town like I'm goddamn Santa Claus and drop them off at people's houses. And uh, because as soon as a kitten is in a house, the people will adopt that kitten. Like that's just the rule of how nature works. It's adorable. It's cute. It's built to just. <laughs> become a part of their superpower their parasites their superpowers their parasites and so uh so my job is i you pay me to take your litter of kittens and then i freaking saint nick my way around whatever local town you're in is this gonna like end do you think you're gonna like get i mean where (laughs) i'm at is like what what does my black box look like because i have to pay for gas i have to pay for drivers Um, well you haven't defined this part you haven't defined the revenue part they they yeah. need to take the kittens what you've made is called a community service which is this part taxpayer paid but you're like <laughs> stealing the kittens and then you're forcing them no, into people's houses the they're paying me and to then take making the them oh someone's paying you to take the kittens but then you like force yeah. what's the opposite of kidnapping like you're doing the opposite of kidnapping. you're just like putting yeah. a cat in their house and being like bye yeah exactly exactly but the solid business model they don't want to sit outside of walmart with the box and be like i hope someone takes one of these kittens home they want to pay someone to be like take these kittens drop them somewhere that's out of my line of sight so you're doing great so so we've got uh jesus christ i did so well before we have stealing on one side you just stealing 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 oh stealing okay also for those of you that aren't getting to witness this ben is riding now on his paint app (laughs) and in the shittiest venn diagram i've ever seen i'm not good at video games uh (laughs) we have taxpayer which is entirely just cost funded uh we have stealing which is just taking money for zero services zero anything offered and then a business is where you take money for a service or product that is offered. So kitten relocation. Is not a business that is taxpayer funded. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where your revenue, where is the stealing part coming with the kittens? Yeah, if they're paying you to take the kittens, then you're not stealing them, you fuckwit. Yeah, I can figure right. it out. If you are, <laughs> okay. Figure it out. <laughs> a shelter takes donations. A shelter definitely does not steal kittens from people with kittens to and then sell I. them. But like, where is good, the kitten sourcing? Because like, I feel like this is a valid question. So like, what is the kitten source? Ooh. Like you say, someone is paying so, you to take the kittens, but where are they getting the kittens? All right. So this so we, is uh, this is on my app. It's KTTN. It's kitten. Uh, when it. you have a litter <laughs> of kittens, you go log into kitten and you say like, I don't know what to do with these kittens. Someone please take them off my hands. And then we're like, how many kittens? And they say 14. And we say, okay, that's a $35 per kitten fee. We'll pick them up. No one's going to pay you to take their kittens. I don't hate this idea. No, they will. There is. No, they won't. That's app. why they go to Walmart. There is. A yeah, but I saved them the trip to Walmart. They're not going to pay you like $400 to take these kittens off their hands. Or they, they go sit dr- at, or they sit at Walmart all day. Or they go drop them at a fucking shelter like most shitheads do. Okay. I'm I'm going to talk about some innovation <laughs> shit real quick. Uh, there is an app that I learned of that is incredible and it will take the trimmings, the garbage, <laughs> the trash that a lot of logging companies drive away and simply connect it with someone who is looking for that. It seems simple. Like they drop it off in your driveway. I forget what it's called. So you can't. It's, uh, I'm it's, sorry. Uh, it's LMBR. It's lumber. It's a great app. Is that real? You no, fuck. I'm just making that up. All right. But it's an app that it's similar to that. Uh, you can sign up to receive pretty much free uh, bark mulch or trimmings or otherwise 
from logging companies. They would otherwise be paying to have this type of garbage removed. And all the app does is connect someone with something that isn't useful to them to someone with uh, a need for that trash. And I'm not calling kittens trash, but uh. I do want to highlight that this is a thing. Like, you can absolutely take a small percentage of connecting someone with an issue and a need that lines up perfectly. I'm going to revolutionize shelters with kitten. <laughs> with kittens, purely. We have, no, we no, have the, the kitty, app, kitty, kitty cantina. Oh, I like that. The kitty cantina? Where you can go um, drink and hang out with kittens and then adopt oh, them if you want. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard about the coffee the shop cat that. There's an alcohol version of that? Yeah. Really? Oh, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. And they don't allow kids anymore. They used to allow kids, but now they only allow adults. And you have to, because oh. you have to like reserve your time in advance to go in so, like the little cat area. I feel oh, like the problem dangerous. is the cats are better than the people. Oh, that's why they stopped letting kids in. I still feel it's applicable. No, it's all that's probably in. true. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, okay, what's uh, happening? Well, okay, give, so give me a better give me a better business model than Kristen fucking... if you're unhappy with stealing kittens. Well, uh, uh, taking kittens off people's hands. Hold on, lightweight ninja suits. <gasps> All right, okay, I'm on board. I am on board. I'm off. I'm off kitten the app, and I'm on board with lightweight N N J or N N J A ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Lightweight ninja suits that are breathable, lightweight. They're good for all your ninja needs and it includes like a hood that comes with a little mask thingy like on it so you don't have to like have any mm. extra accoutrement except for your like swords and your like throwing stars and your nunchucks because every good ninja needs nunchucks at least one set yeah but like they have like utility belt and then <laughs> did you seriously just send us my ninja i'm sorry it's already a thing wait Aww. what <laughs> Oh, that's See, not even close to the same thing. That's a bunch of rich people who ski. Fuck off. All I'm saying is it's not so easy to come up with just a bullshit company out of nowhere. Watch me, table slapper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we're actually really good at coming up with bullshit companies on the spot. So like, <laughs> let's not sell ourselves short. I think it might be one of our best skills. <laughs> it's Rude. truly unfortunate. Okay. So back to the black box, but for ninja suits. For real ninjas, not people real who ninja. ski. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck skiers. Skiers the Boo. worst. Boo. Do ski? Have you seen that TikTok? Do ski? No. Oh, it's great. I'll send it to you guys. He's like, uh, the douchiest question you can ask is do ski? Because what they're really saying is I ski. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Um, do ski? Oh, we, we love going to the Alps in the wintertime. Do you have a podcast? I do have a podcast. I have a podcast. I have a podcast. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Anywho, ninja, <laughs> ninja suits, black boxes. Oh, man. At least we're having right. a good time, you know? So you're making ninja suits. You've got some costs and you've got some <laughs> revenue. Where was I David? We lost, we lost David. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> I did my fucking best. I'm uh, adults. I did my best. Okay. All right, black ninja box, suits. Cost, ninja revenue. suits. Cost, revenue. Where does all the money go? Okay, ready, go. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no, we lost Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's David's face. We uh, lost David. Costs and revenues. So it really depends on what kind of business you are, but the concepts I feel like are still totally the same. What money is leaving? At the end of the day, you can look at your bank account and go, what money is leaving? At, okay. At the end of the day. Cheers. That is a, that's a, that's a lot of our isms. Go on. Fair. Uh, you can look at what money is leaving and what money is coming in. Now that happens after you've been in business for a while. So how do you predict that? How do you ha take that analytical mindset and go, I'm producing ninja suits. How much does nylon cost? Uh, how much does the labor cost to create one? How much can I charge for one? And what is the platform on which I'm selling them? Conversely, how much can I sell them for? How much am I making per ninja suit? Uh, how many people are buying them? And you make your best attempt at balancing those two things for a ninja suit business. So <clears throat> um, if you're considering spending money, is there <laughs> like a different amount of money than you've been spending before? So like, let's say you've been like in business for a little while, you've been going for six months or a year and like things are pretty stable. Like you're the same amounts coming in, same amounts going out. But if you're like, okay, I want to spend more money on something. How do you know if you should 
Like, what's Ooh, the like cost benefit analysis? <clears throat> and Maybe? like, like, what if instead of nylon, there's a new like hand woven moth fiber that can deflect bullets, which is great for ninjas, but more expensive. Arrows. Mm. Bullets. We're Ninja selling stars. these on the internet, Ben. So <laughs> bullets. Okay. All right. So I feel like that's getting into the big value proposition issue and problem statement and how much your target customer base or target market has and is willing to spend, which is a whole different episode. Uh, go listen to that one, which we haven't filmed yet. So Okay. <laughs> so where does all the money go is in your definition is like just keeping track of like income and expenses to make sure you know where the things are going? Yes. And if you can provide a pie chart, as fucking basic as that is, most mm -hmm. companies are going to be payroll centric. You know, payroll is going to be 75 to 80% of your expenses. If I'm building a ninja suit, I can promise you that the assembly, mm -hmm. the sewing, the labor of sewing is going to be more expensive than a centimeter of nylon. And that is, so I'm 80% labor intensive 20 or 15 percent supplies expensive five percent like marketing infrastructure etc this is all wrong if you are starting something your marketing budget is going to be way different that's why it's a black box it changes based on what you are but understanding that breakdown of how much of your money is going to labor how much of it is going to marketing etc etc is going to let you have a handle on your business and it will so, look different for everyone. There's no right answer. So is the black box essentially just a pie chart where yeah. you just allocate everything? And then if you end up with more pie than chart, you're in trouble. But if you have, oh. more, but if you have more chart than pie, you're having a great time. That is remarkably accurate. And I hate you. <laughs> if you end up with more pie than chart, you have a problem. And that is going to look different for everyone. So, so, so if I'm doing it as speculative, like I want to start up the ninja suit company and I'm like, I want to make ninja suits. I have made a ninja suit in my garage and I know how much it costs me to make an individual ninja suit. But I would like to scale this up to a small warehouse in a local uh, downtrodden economically district where it's cheap to buy land. It's district and it's gentrification. Yeah. District 13. Yeah. Yep. The, I want to, and the, I'm going to district 13 this. I'm going to bring in some poor aliens who can't work no, anywhere else. No, that's warehouse 19. That's, that's warehouse 19. District 9? District no, district 9, 13 is the like the missing poor district. It's the one okay. that like doesn't exist. Do you even? <laughs> no, I sci fi yeah. movie. I don't so warehouse nineteen show. would be the alien one that that's warehouse thirteen. Thirteen is it thirteen? It's warehouse thirteen. Go on. Do you even sci-fi? <laughs> no. I YA teen romance. <laughs> Vampires and werewolves. Yeah, seriously. Did we not discuss yeah. this already? Okay. Um okay, go on. Anyway, sorry. So uh, I'm sorry. So if I'm I, I know how much, so I'm gonna go to a downtrodden area because that's where land is cheap and people are cheap, which is a really sad thing to say, but such is life. Sometimes those places also offer government subsidies, and so you get yep. some money back for like creating jobs there. But so on. yeah, so mm -hmm. I know how much it costs me to make a ninja suit. However, I know there are a lot of ninjas because I have watched a lot of 90s action films. So I know I will have to, if I release this as a public product, I need to upscale immediately. How do I do the math to know how much it costs me as a person to make a ninja suit to deciding if I should get a warehouse or if I should just cram downtrodden people into my garage? How do I how do I do that math to figure out like I don't know want them to know where they live in case they don't like me and they kill me. So like how do I do that math of uh, to figure out how do I what's worth it? What's a dumb investment? Is a warehouse a smart or a dumb investment given that I've just watched 90s videos to figure out how many ninjas exist in the world? On VHS specifically. VHS specifically. Yes. Including three ninjas, three ninjas, and three ninjas kick back. Three ninjas kick back and three ninjas kick back something Magic Mountain with like uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I also, <laughs> I just would like to acknowledge that I did fact check myself and I'm sorry to report that I was wrong. Oh, I mean, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. Christian was wrong. <laughs> oh, God. It's Warehouse 13. I'm so disappointed in myself. Oh, Warehouse. That's a great. Uh, anyway, that's a okay. show. So how do you know about the ninja suits? <clears throat> yeah. How do so you decide like, how much it costs to make a ninja suit? How do I decide if a warehouse is smart or dumb? Ooh. 
That's a good question. Lights on warehouse and lights off warehouse is a whole different subject. I know that's not what you meant, but lights out warehouses are they're ninja suits. Fast lights out. Sounds kind of hot. Yeah. Oh, you're. Tr- God damn it. If the right. ninja suits are made in the dark, they hide better in the dark. Everyone knows that. That's science. Everyone, everyone knows <gasps> that, Ben. Everyone. <laughs> if you make a black okay. turtleneck in the dark, it's darker than a turtleneck made everyone in the light. Everyone knows that. So yep. for our audience, because I'm drunk enough to want to help people, a lights-on warehouse... <laughs> I'll bite you. Our lights-on warehouse it has human interaction. There's a lot of people. There is production involved. There's manufacturing, skilled manufacturing. Your lights-out warehouse is one that could literally have zero lights in it, entirely run by robots, entirely run by automated tools, etc. And that's the scale. Lights-on, lights-out. Well, we, uh, we, we are a lights-on. People sew the ninja suit, okay. but it's lights-off because that makes them stealthier. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we, it makes sense have skilled ninjas make the ninja suits because they know what's oh, best oh that's good yeah mm-hmm. they do that's a whole different level to product management it also defeats our previous conversation which was do not hire super specialized talent but <laughs> <laughs> no they're a ninja that's their specialization they can we also don't want sew. specialized they can also pack so take orders, ship out, run logistics. They're a ninja that can do a lot of different things. Or that's a that's a very general ninja. Or give me the farmer that can tiptoe well enough. None of them are good ninjas. That's what but ninjas they, were. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like none of them are good ninjas. They just happen to also be able to sew and do all the other shit. All right. I don't I don't get the best ninja because the ninja's out there buying our product so he can continue ninjaing. Fair. So we're talking about revenue streams and how you analyze your revenue streams as a business. Uh, You need to break down. You are making ninja suits. Some people want them. You don't know how much. You are manufacturing them. And that's something you have a much better handle on. You are buying nylon. I don't know what your ninja suits are made out of. You are ninja paying a 24-7 shift schedule to manufacture. You have cost associated with each suit and that is generally the starting place per unit you provide whether that is a service or a product you should understand what cost goes into that so to interrupt you quite quickly just throw a wrench in the works because i'm a problem causer not a problem solver yep um i have made an ninja suit on my own in my garage Mm -hmm. but it is cheaper if i buy ninja skin i guess it's probably what they make the ninja suits out of it's 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 <laughs> one of those skin. like I mean I feel like it's one of those things where like you make you know like, you use we plastic. we came from the earth so we go oh, back to the yeah, earth yeah, exactly. it's an early yeah. it's very like Capri it's Sun like, commercial very yeah. Viking of you yeah yeah exactly okay. yeah so um so I know how much it, but like you if you buy it in bulk you get a cheaper price so how do I figure out if it's cheaper for me to have a warehouse of fourteen ninjas making ninja skin ninja suits or if it's cheaper to have four ninjas making ninja skin ninja suits in my garage how do I do that math I. Ben's given up. I, I just have so many follow-up questions. Your question uh, was so stupid. Uh, Ben's out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll accept your questions. I'm ready. No, no, no. There are some mildly stupid questions is how I will rephrase that. And David's question is not one of those. It, it, it's, it's how you evaluate how you make your product. If your product requires something, uh, say you require one of three very, very skilled specialists in the world, that's going to be more expensive. There are multiple people that want their time. There are very, very few people learning that skill, so it may get more valuable in the future. You are utilizing something to make your product that requires an evaluation of whether it is $30 an hour or $60 an hour or $500 an hour. And that's, it's similar to an attorney, right? If you have an attorney with a lot of credentials, $500, $800 an hour is fine. That makes sense. That's what it's going to cost for a massive corporate takeover attorney. When you're talking about making ninja suits, is that person required? So you need to look at your product and okay, yes, David's no, not no, a yes. No, it's not. No, uh, I'm saying it's, it's not required. Like that's a very good consideration. Anyone can sew mm-hmm. ninja skin together. Yeah, with the with the proper machine. 
So your product is going to have what's called a bill of materials, a direct breakdown of everything that it costs to produce from a physical standpoint. The bill of materials is materials. You know, I have 25 cents of leather. I have $10.73 of nylon. I have, uh, I don't know, $5 of rivets and buckles or whatever a ninja suit requires. I feel like this is just a BDSM shop at this point. Um, <laughs> very, very similar business models, if I'm honest. Take a, a yeah. swath of material and cost it out. Um, yeah. But then you add to that labor. And if that is skilled labor... If someone needs to be very, very skilled at stitching with nylon, okay, how much does that cost in the current industry? If that's $23 an hour for someone to sew with a specified machine, you have startup cost for the machine to put in your warehouse. You have the warehouse leasing, which is per month, and then you have the person, which is per unit. Your goal then is to take all these things, which are different units, and do what's called unit analysis. Take that monthly lease and try to turn it into per ninja suit. I pay $5,000 a month for this warehouse. Uh, I produce 10,000 ninja suits from it per month. So per dollar is X number of ninja suits, right? So to, to relate this back to previous things, this is how you build your metrics. Exactly. Like I need, I need 10,000 ninja suits. I want 12,000 ninja suits. Right. And you're going to take these known pillars. Say you have a demand. Uh, Amazon comes to you and is like, we want to sell your product. Uh, we're going to sell 60,000 ninja suits this year. Cool. That is a hard and fast number that's a starting point for how many you need to produce per square foot. And then you're going to dive into Excel and work on this analysis. Gross. Did you say dive no, into Excel? I, yeah. Beautiful. It's clear. Straightforward. So... Do you like, is it like the chicken before the egg or the egg before the chicken? Like when you're <laughs> breaking down the money, do you look at how much you're spending or how much you're making first? No, you just spend as much as you can until you're making money. Oh, I like that so much <laughs> No, that's better. a lie. That's <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I, that, that was better. I did like that better. That's not untrue. I I feel like you got to spend money to make money. Well, we did talk about, but like, which money though? Like, that's the everybody fucking says that they're like, spend money to make money. It's like, (laughs) yeah, but like, then you got people over here blowing money on idiots who don't know how to do what they're saying they know how to do. Ooh, true. Like me, yeah, Uh, or like the ninja star throwers. You know what I mean? They're like, (laughs) your entire demographic is a bunch of dudes running around downtown just throwing ninja stars at trees. Downtown, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Ooh, way to bring it back. I like that. That's the double tap. Episode double uh, tap. You know, every now and again, so, a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, that's not true. I'm intentionally funny, Ben. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Because it's like, it, everybody says that, but like, what the fuck does that actually mean? Because there's no, like, that was how I think we got into the conversation of like, possibly discussing like risky decisions. I feel um, like we're, sorry, go ahead. No, that's good. I can put a period there. Oh, okay. I feel bad, but I'm going to continue. That's uh, all about that. Yeah. <laughs> acceptable uh i'm just long for the ride (laughs) yeah (laughs) talking about revenue streams what makes sense for your business and how do you break it down overall i feel like what we're finding is you have incomes you have outcomes and it is very very custom is the answer but unit analysis is the tool you're going to use to relate apples and oranges so to sum up what I'm hearing is if we uh, if we have green in, red out, black box, and we have no idea how to relate that, we should go to catalystconsultingservice.com and... Oh, uh, nice. Talk to someone. Yes. David gets like ass kisser bonus Ooh. points. <laughs> yeah. Throwing in for the sponsorship. Christmas is coming. Who's getting Rydell glasses this year? <laughs> oh, my God. That's the only thing we know how to give each other because we're not good with feelings. <laughs> nope, so we decide whether alcohol vessels. Yeah, we just like, we're like, we both have questionable drinking habits. Here's a very fancy glass for that. Good day. That's pretty much it's it. worked out well so far. Yeah, I love my fancy wine glasses. I get super nervous every time because they're so thin that like, I like hand wash them and I'm like, this is the one, man. You, I've dropped all of my wine on this show so far. You know what I mean? I'm like, I shouldn't have, <laughs> it's, I oh, yeah, shouldn't have a point. fucking, yeah. I shouldn't have Rydell glasses. <laughs> but you will, you will notice I did, I did rock your Rydells for this show. 
Oh, for the whiskey, <laughs> for the, the whiskey. whiskey glasses. Then mm-hmm. I put wine in it too because I'm classy like that. Yeah, absolutely. That is a real problem. That's gonna bug me now. I say absolutely a lot. Okay, so Benjamin. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. God, this wine is so disgusting too. Like I've been trying to like power through, but it's like it's almost at the bottom. Um, well, don't is it not don't getting be- better. Don't believe in yourself. Believe in the you that we believe in. <laughs> that was weirdly wholesome. I, I stole yeah. it, so don't even don't even get. That I mean, I me, assumed but... I assumed as much. Yeah, I'm dead inside. I don't have anything. Yeah, also. absolutely. <laughs> God like, damn it! I know it's. A, I don't. I seriously, it's a problem. I don't even want to drink another one. It's so gross. Um. Okay. So, but like, this is the part that I get confused about because sometimes you have to make a decision to spend money that you don't have yet to make more money. But like, where? Ooh. You know what Sorry. I'm saying? Like, that's the part that, that gets stressful. Loud. Yeah. You were very excited about it. Yeah. I, I yeah. need another beer. I'll be back. ROI, okay. return on investment is the Yeah, which word. is a made up fucking calculation. That's what I was saying, like, uh, before the egg. Custom is the word that you're looking oh. for. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> custom eggs. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, custom. So return on investment, like the reason that startups receive money is what we're talking about, which is probably only applicable to 0.05% of you. I don't know how many people who are actually in the Bay Area VC community are listening to this. (laughs) Yeah. But you have a startup. You have a new idea, a new way to do something. You have an Airbnb, a Snapchat, a Facebook, the next unicorn, if you will, saddle company. And you've started, you have seed funding, you know, someone's put in a couple thousand dollars. They're like, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's try some shit. And then you reach the next stage of fuck, this works. Ninja suits are a product someone wants. You have to evaluate or not evaluate. You have to plan that expansion. And that expansion is what you're paying for. And you are going to add up all the costs that you feel are associated with that expansion with, frankly, against the dollar per value of Ninja Suit. And that is, that's more straightforward than the reality. A lot of companies are bought out. A lot of companies provide a data value or other market value and are purchased as an exit. But we're purely talking about a company that wants to exist 50 years in the future, be sustainable, simply make a product that is worth money. Okay? So starting there, you have a Ninja Suit. What? Welcome back. Uh, You have a ninja suit that people want. It costs some money to make. You need a warehouse. You need stitching tools. You need a quality control area, a quality control department with a quality control manager. You need an e-commerce manager. You need an e-commerce entire team, frankly, to handle your payments through Square or whatever other infrastructure you have developed. You have a a whole business model using the business model canvas that you see in the future. You aren't making money today because you can't produce ninja suits fast enough. And that's what that money is for. You receive $60 million to make the first 100,000 ninja suits according to this vision. And then you are profitable after that. And whoever is giving you that money is saying, I will take a percent of your company and your overall profits in exchange for initial funding to buy a warehouse, uh, buy or hire staff, create a quality control, create an e-commerce infrastructure. And so that's that's startup costs are associated with the startup. Okay. That's my TED talk. That was a lot. Actually, thanks, for, thanks for coming. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Um, so... Like if you're just like hypothetically a service-based solopreneur and you're like, I need support, I need more of a team. How do you, like, what kind of stuff should you look at to be like, okay, who do I hire first? Do I hire project-based like 1099s? Because like, there's like, that's the scary place, especially when you're, like I said, mostly solopreneur, or maybe you have a small team, you've got five people and you're like, I need to hire someone else. But like, cause the problem that people like myself hypothetically get into is that they have clients and then they're doing work, but then Mm -hmm. to scale or to grow their business, they can't sustain the next level of work without hiring people, but then you can't hire people without money. Totally. And it is a hundred percent what bridges that gap. And there is, there's risk like that. This is the whole gambling game. And this is why VC firms are seen as gamblers because they frankly are, they evaluate a very, very well thought out business model and go, 
we have the liquid cash to just hand you. Do we believe in you, your vision, your execution plan, uh, your team and capabilities to return our investment 10x or 20x or whatever it might be? Which review the uh, pitch deck episode to learn how to do that. Yeah, that we haven't filmed yet. <laughs> we, we did pitch decks. We definitely did- filmed pitch decks. Oh, that's going to be a good one because I don't remember. Oh, that. wait, but I don't think base. Wait, hold on. Let me look here real quick. Um, It's not live yet. It'll be live next. Oh, no, we did value propositions. Mm-hmm. I don't think we did. Kids and cannons, Ben. Kids and cannons. Kids and I cannons. Mean, I remember kids and cannons and value propositions. I have not ranted about Microsoft PowerPoint yet is all I'm saying. I don't think we've talked about value props. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about talking about value. It's the top one on our list of topics is value propositions. Is it? It, it is. Do you, do you need me to share the Google she, Doc? With she the has world? the Google Doc. You think yeah. I've opened I, that? She strikes through. <laughs> she strikes through the Google Docs once we're done. I with sent them. you the picture. Like you've seen the Google Doc. Oh, you think I opened my text <laughs> messages? <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, these idiots are never going to look at this fucking Google Doc, so I need to send him a screenshot. Well, Ben's too Hollywood. He <laughs> okay, has like that's four fair. phones. Oh. Mm. Fair. Like, what were you talking not, about? It did not come through my Discord? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on Discord. Paid Discord. Join the community. Like 45 minutes, yeah. All right, but we're talking about uh, how you evaluate how much money you need to ask for to bridge that gap between where you are and the operations you envision. Yes. Yeah. That's what I got. I have ranted a lot. David, what you got? Oh, uh, I, <laughs> I know. I know nothing about this. Uh, but I, I can talk about this if you would like. Oh, in that voice. Good. Yeah. I like it. ASMR, maybe like scratch the mic a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to do disclaimers for our drunk episodes. This is the second episode of a two-episode yeah. yeah. evening. It's every other episode. It's not that complicated. <laughs> so uh, Ben just called everyone stupid, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we did do we did only do the one episode of like marketing, and then we didn't do a second episode. So then people will be thrown off. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I I for me it I don't I'm trying to understand. What makes you. me no? <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> what What makes me want to? So we talk about all these people that did things out of like you talk about Steve Wozniak or Wozniak and Jobs, Steve Jobs and mm-hmm. Wozniak, Apple out of a garage. You talk about Microsoft out of a garage. You talk about like Hewlett and Packard out of a garage. All of them worked out of the garage. Eventually, they left the garage. What would you been as a advisor to a company say when do you leave the garage mm. and is 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 the <laughs> modern is the modern corporate world so cutthroat that you have to leave the garage sooner or you have to leave the garage later Ooh, that is holy shit that's a good question drink uh <laughs> drink david, for says david, david, says smart. david says i'm smart <laughs> no yeah well that too but like when ben goes "Ooh, that's a good question Ooh, that's fair <laughs> That's on the line. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, he says ooh a lot. It's close enough. I get excited, okay? And we think it's part of your charm. Um, we're just gonna uh-huh. all be really annoyed by all of our little like quirks <laughs> for a while now. You ever been self-conscious? Me too. Yeah. Start a podcast. <laughs> Elevate uh, that shit. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Start a podcast. Yeah. So you've got. How does a company leave the garage, man? And or win? There, but all I right, feel like so that's let's... like that's like a whole episode. Oh, totally. But let's start like with some. Should... Oh, okay. Let's start with some real quick basics. I'm writing uh, down when does company leave a garage? I'm putting like it that. on our our dock. That... That's better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The garage is kind of a gone concept, if you will. Uh, seed funding is the beginning. Series A, Series B, Series C. Very rarely, maybe Series D. But you have different milestones. Ladies. God damn it! All about Series D. But seed funding is that garage stage, a little advanced. If I have built ninja suits in my garage, frankly, skateboarding kind of started as this from surfers who were like, hey, in the off season, what do we do? Let's put wheels on a plank and go down the streets in California. How does that turn into a massive industry? It takes funding. So you're at seed stage, you have an idea, you receive funding to beta test in the range of 100000 to like $500,000 in 
today's cash, if you will. This doesn't apply for the 1980s, obviously, but... That was like $30. Yeah, it was $30, $40. But you have an idea, you have a vision, you execute some prototypes, and seed stage is all about proving revenue. Can I make a single dollar from this idea that I have? And people that believe in you in that seed stage uh, are people that say, hey, I see the end vision of this. You've made a dollar. I will take a risk. Mm-hmm. And it, it is generally a higher percentage, percentage of your company per dollar than Series B or Series C, where you have proven revenue, you've proven everything, you are simply taking funding to expand. And that's the risk that VC firms take. Do they dive in at seed stage? And there are companies that, or VC firms that specialize in seed stage or series A. And there are companies that specialize in series B, series C, uh, simply buying already successful startups to add to their portfolio. And so it's it's really defined by milestones of, are you pre-revenue with an idea? You've made zero dollars. Are you some revenue? You're still in the red. You haven't made money, but you have a proven value. Uh, Are you in the black? You've made money. You have something that people want. You have made more money than people have invested into you. And then are you in the extremely profitable stage like Airbnb, Snapchat, etc.? I don't know about Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat's in the red still. They might be in the red still. As is Uber. Uber is still in the red. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but I mean, like, I think what you're talking about is like in startup land and that's not the land that I live in. Like I live in a land of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and side hustlers. And sometimes those people buy businesses, like sometimes Mm -hmm. they buy turnkey businesses, but in a lot of cases it's bootstrapping more. I mean, not that like startup funding is not bootstrapping, but it's bootstrapping in a different way. So like, that's where I think for like the people that I talk to, including myself is like, okay, so if I'm just like, if I'm selling my shit and then I make some money, then like, when do I know when I need to quote unquote, leave the garage, which is either add someone to help me or scale my organization or something Mm -hmm. like startups is like, whatever, like you, you fucking put your shit together and you have a beautiful pitch deck. I get that I'm oversimplifying this, but you're getting, (laughs) you're getting hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars to help you leave the garage. But when you're trying to make the decision to leave the garage yourself, that's like a whole different like thing. I feel like that's a question for David. I answered the question in the context that I understand. I'm oh. not good with people. I am not good <laughs> with slow expansion. Oh, yeah. Ben. <laughs> I am here to YOLO into $160 million and 40 people and an idea. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, I yeah. don't know how to build operations. That's I a mean, that's, question. That's, this is why we're a team. One team, one fight. <laughs> one team, one dream. Yeah. Mm. Well, okay. Sure. That's, uh, that's my version. Cute. I think it's funny that we were separated at birth and we still have similar styles and approaches. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a completely different episode and it's not this podcast to talk about uh, nature versus nurture, but I have <laughs> a lot of thoughts on nature versus we nurture. We live stream our therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, just from like empirical data. Anyway, uh, to come back to it, I think the, the big thing about when you leave the garage is when... Uh, for me, the leave the garage step is when you aren't making any headway where you're at. And that's, for me, that's the leave the garage scenario. Um, a lot of times, uh, well, with turnkey, it's a little easier because you actually have a cost in, cost out. You have a physical location. You're here. You provide a service. As long as you make money each month, you're fine. Like, that's good. You're good. Like, uh, insurance companies, I think, is my, like, preferred uh, punching bag for, like, turnkey operations like you provide something people are legally obligated to have and then you can upsell them on other things you're in a physical location you know how much it costs to have an agent sitting there and they only operate in the the business hours that's when they operate so you know a very set cost of things that you're doing so like insurance companies super easy do you need more agents because you can't staff all of your things? Then add an additional agent. Problem solved. There we go. Problems like we're done. Uh, I think some of the things like where you go into like Etsy shops that want to expand into a real thing. Like uh, for me, I do a bunch of nerd shit. And there are um, like people who do like cosplay, D&D. people who do uh, like uh, painting commissions, people 
who do other things like that. And as a person, they can do a certain amount of things. And then they have to decide, wait, do I make this into like a studio? Do we as a studio then take a person on? And I think that that comes into pure volume of work. And uh, like if you're whelmed at your level of operation, you probably don't need to add anyone. If you're overwhelmed a little bit, you're probably still okay with your operation. But when you're just like, when you wake up being like, if you sit up out of bed and say, shit, okay, I need to talk to this person, I need to do this, I need to film this, then I need to do this, then I need to post this on the TikToks, then I need to put this onto Twitter, I need to go over here, then I need to talk to this person, then I need to go this, then I need to go to the luncheon that is the Spokane City luncheon of businesses, and then I need, after that, I need to do this, this, this. That's probably, you're hitting the overwhelmed mark, and you should be like, do I need a minion? And the answer at that point is yes. Like if you wake up already thinking about what you're doing each day, you are overwhelmed. And when I worked at highs, uh, hypothetically, uh, Uh when I worked at highs, I would wake up. So my shift started in heavy quotations at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I would be waking up at 4 a.m. And then I would be driving my 20 minute commute And I would be getting there an hour and a half early because what I needed to do each day, I needed that much prep time. Like I would wake up being like, oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. I don't know what happened this day. I need to take care of this. I need to check my emails for this. I need to do this, do this. I was overwhelmed. And so for me as a small business owner, if I'm doing that where like work starts at six, but I'm up at 4 a.m., I'm overwhelmed. And I that's when I need to start deciding like, okay, if I hire another person, what do I need to change about the business? Do I need to hire a person who just takes on my admin tasks? Like, can I take on, is my green line $75,000 and I could pay $40,000 to have someone do my admin tasks? Or is my green line $5,000 and therefore I need an admin and sewer? And so that all triggers into like, what do I do at that point? I'm overwhelmed. I can't keep this together. Do I fold the business or do I say I need an admin sewer or is the business doing well and I need an admin? And for me, that's that's the deciding factor is how much before my day starts am I waking up and or at the end of my day, which I just end my day with drinking. So like that's a wash. For me, it's the, the beginning of the day is my judgment line is how much before my day am I waking up to prep for my day and that's like how over under and or whelmed am I and that determines Mm. how much support do I feel like I need and or whelmed is a really good policy (laughs) in this moment and or whelmed because I mean yeah because at the end of the day you always want someone to be whelmed uh because you want everyone at like 85 percent capacity because if something huge comes through you want everyone to be able to flex up if you run at 100 percent capacity then everyone is whelmed with a capital w and then then you're like oh shit hits the fan and everyone has to push harder so your goal is always to like you want to whelm with a lowercase w so like 85 90 percent whelming i have a an interesting question about that with seasonal work like say you're in a warehouse for target or any of these companies amazon (laughs) or worst returns or worst returns uh, or uh, or highs. Yeah. There's a question about 1099 contract seasonal workers versus year-round 80% of capacity. There's an understanding of higher capacity and overtime during, you know, Christmas, Fourth of July, etc. So this is this is the They're... dirty little this. Well, I I will say our dirty little secret on the logistics side. Our dirty little secret is seasonal workers. They're... But is that better? They're not 1099 though. They're W2s. Yeah, they're W2s, but like because they they're, have, they they have an end date. They're yeah. but they're still contract workers. They are no, not. No, no, they're, full they're employees. W2 employees. Yep. With a seasonal, mm. they're occasional seasonal employees. So we hire them. So like at uh, worst returns, we would um that's a that's a term of their hiring. So we would hire like a hundred people. No, no, that's not that's not true. And then we would. It's so less than at, that, at, but at like highs, we would just pick like, them up on the other season, right? You think yeah, so we winter would, season, if, if we were people, summer season. 
Oh yeah. So we're, so we were winter, right. And then, um, we would hire them with the understanding. They knew that they were occasional seasonal. It was a specific job class Mm -hmm. different from part-time or full-time. And then, um, at the end of the season, like the people that did a good job would stay every single time, like, because we just didn't get that many good Mm -hmm. people because we needed people who would just show up for fucking Thanksgiving for black Friday. So it Um, functions also as a hiring strategy. Yeah. But I mean, like not a successful one one. because we would hire, we would, we would hire 35 people and get like four good ones. Maybe. Yeah, we would do but the like, mirror test. Like, can you fog yes, a mirror? We're literally. hiring you. But to be fair, it also wasn't the best employment circumstances either because their hours were super inconsistent. Like, it was the kind of situation where it's like they're guaranteed four hours a week, period. That's like mm-hmm. the terms of the agreement. Oh, um, we were and then way the- better. <laughs> I mean, it's a retail store. So like, what are you yeah, going to do? Yeah, we're very different. Yeah, you're we're, not we're actually, animal. yeah, you're not actually busy except for the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and then Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas. So like you have all these people, they're helping you like, be, I mean, you're busier, right? But it's not the same kind so, of thing. So they're stocking the floor, but like people would get called in to work, but they're not getting, it's not like they're coming in with 25 hours a week. It's like four hours a week. If you're fucking lucky, if you come in when we call you because no one shows up all the time, then you get more hours. But yeah. yeah and we ran our busy season because we were uh, in theory uh, working during the spring, summer, fall. We usually hit the same exact people. But we were just like, oh, fun fact. So like, shit, fun fact is one of mine. It is. Oh, drink. Uh, We would just have them be like, hey, you are full time. But any week on the, you know, like if they're Monday through Thursday, we'd be like any week on the Saturday or Sunday prior, we will let you know whether or not you're coming in that week. But if you come in that week, you're coming in that entire week. And so you would just run off of like phone calls like Saturday, bring, bring, hey, yes, we need you this week. And then, you know, you're there for Monday through Thursday. But Mm -hmm. if you do well, you we have a certain allotted slots that we gave every seasonal worker. We're like, we have this many per year, whichever it happened to be, this many seasonal slots. Pick your like rock star seasonal workers. And some of them are still at this hypothetical company to this day because they were just such fucking rock stars that we were just like yeah no like keep them forever they're yeah absolutely rock stars. and that was pretty much how we were it was like we had we had a theoretical allotment of like permanent positions but then the people that it, like if they did a good job they were gonna stay period like that was always because it was really always only a handful of people um and most of the positions in the store are part-time so it's easy to like absorb that a little bit and then wait for attrition to happen if you need to give somebody more hours because it's also uh like younger people usually it's like fresh out of high school college you know unless they move up the ranks not 20 years career experience doing 10 10 for some of us i did 10 black fridays in customer service so i'm fine christ yeah and people wonder (laughs) <laughs> why I, feel like, I am the way i am i feel like it's one of those things where it's like as a military person you get some certain like disabilities and things like that for time and service i feel like maybe retail should also get those benefits yeah like you guys get uh deployments and like yeah. tours and we get like, black friday and people are like okay yeah black friday <laughs> and christmas eve should be tax-free I will well, die and on then that hill. the day after Christmas is uh, our second Returns busiest day. day of the year. Yeah, Returns yeah. Day. Yep. So, so, so I feel Black like Friday the, is the worst. And then, yeah. I feel like uh, all retail, if I was president, vote me for president. Uh, day prior Maybe. to Mother's Day, day prior to Father's Day, day prior to 4th of July and the 4th of July, Thanksgiving day prior to Thanksgiving, then Black Friday. And then day prior to Christmas, day after Christmas, tax free for all retail employees. Voted. Yeah. <laughs> I I, don't even, I was I don't skeptical care about the rest. until you yeah. said tax free, not yeah. day off. Mm-hmm. No, 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 tax free. Absolutely tax free. Yeah. So like if you give them the day off, awesome. That's a paid day off. Like a <laughs> then lot the of day companies off already becomes do that. the day before the day off. Like always. That just goes on forever. No, not even that. But it's like you're like, you could be day off, we pay you, or you could be day on tax free. So like well, I, I mean, win, we get I win, like I, time and a half. I win the right? workers and the corporation. So, well, well, from the IRS perspective, like I submit my W-2, I submit my earnings for the year to the IRS, and I'm like, 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. Two hundred and twenty hours of these don't count based on current <laughs> yeah. rules. Yeah, well, because that's on them do... to figure out. Fuck you. Yeah, you already do student it. loans and shit like that. So you do student loans, you do donations of goodwill. You just say hours worked on a tax-free holiday. I mean, Dude, if we lived in the future, if we lived in the future, they could just take federal dates get provided for this tax-free. They could take your dates on your submitted tax forms and calculate that. They're going to ask you to calculate it for them. Okay. Um, So we don't know where the money goes or where it comes from. We're drunk. (laughs) Right? Do you know where the money goes? I don't know where the money goes. At the end of the day, there's a pie chart. Ben knows. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm going to sum up because I don't At the end of the day. Damn damn it. There's a pie chart. Oh, God, so gross. You want less pie than you have chart (laughs) if you have less pie than chart expand if you have more pie than chart don't unexpand backwards despand if you have more pie than chart expand take the whole pie no that's your goal but build a monopoly no no i'm saying as far as slice (laughs) sorry more pie means that things can't fit in a hundred percent okay Fair. Yeah. So more pie means you need to sort something out. You need to go to Catalyst Consulting. I am being and the... you need to tell us how we can make you more efficient. Cynical capitalist. And that's what you can do. So if you see if you see more pie than you have chart, go to Catalyst <laughs> Consulting. If you have less pie than chart, expand like a goddamn motherfucker with a generalist. Everything, everything is everything terrible. Is terrible. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. <laughs>